Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. everyone, this is Thursday, June 29th, 2017, and welcome to episode number 105 of the second installment of the WCWUS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoot.com. It is, in fact, the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we bring you each and every, uh, each and every time here on our shows here on the Radio Network. Big-time discussions on the past and the present, of course, of our favorite pastime, pro wrestling. Of course, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which was brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. Tonight, of course, in the form, uh, tonight, uh, in the form of the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, of course, J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer, of course, uh, as well as, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a uh, of course, a part of the, uh, the uh, broadcast team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com, and also a big part of our other shows here in the radio network. The human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived uh, in, into episode 105 of Wolfpack yet, so I, I will be bringing you tonight's rest of history and birthdays. And we have some pretty interesting stuff to talk about in the histories here uh, momentarily. But before we do all that, let's go ahead and bring J.D. in, of course, as we welcome him, of course, to episode number 105 of the second installment, of course, Wolfpack. Good to be here. Absolutely. Thank you very much there, J.D. And in addition, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, of course, let's keep in mind that our radio network group tour continues its live feed. 
Uh, tonight, as we, of course, come from the group started by our own King and W.O. GTS Gerard T. Smith, of course, Top Heel. Uh, it's a great, a great group indeed. And we urge everyone to, like I said, to take a look at the, uh, talking about uh, and by <clears throat> looking at everything, you know, pictures, stories, you name it, posted on this on this group in this group. Uh, it's a great, it's a great group. Of course, started by, like I said, our main man here, King and W.O. GTS. Uh, of course, if you want to uh, come watch our live feed for episode 105 of Wolfpack and or take a look at what, what is going on in Top Hill right now, uh, be sure to, of course, visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash capital T, lowercase op, capital H, lowercase e-e-l. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, you will not regret, regret it all. It is a great group to be part of indeed. Also, <clears throat> Also, of course, if you want to join us through our regular, of course, our, our original method through TalkShoe.com, our phone number, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. Press that 1 if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight. Of course, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, of course, we bring you some wrestling extras as well. And, of course, I'm just this some... Um, there's some random wrestling discussion about things going on in wrestling now. And, of course, you know we might have a couple of little fun things that we'll, that we'll do during the evening. You never know what we'll take care of here on Wolfpack tonight, but we'll definitely bring, definitely bring you something that will be very, very memorable. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling with our uh, wrestling news and views segment here tonight. And here to bring it here, bring it to us here representing King Ice, is the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Geralimo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene tonight? Well, apparently Pentagon Jr. was robbed at gunpoint in Mexico. According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, however, mind you, Pentagon. Uh, we're trying to find this out here, so bear with us here, folks. Uh, we just had it. Shoot. Uh, well, we understand. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting there. Folks, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, like I said, however, uh, where is it? I just had a second to go here. Uh, here we go. Uh, we understand, however, by three men on motorcycles while taking uh, Pentagon was on his way to the airport to travel to Seattle for a DEM. Darn it. Did it again. My, my, my computer's been acting a little screwy today, so bear with me, folks, however. Uh, let's try something else. There we go. Much better, much better. Uh, according to reports, however, we understand, however, where is it? Uh, here we go, however. Uh, where is it? I just had it. You know what? Uh, okay, here we go. Tough enough winner Matt Capitelli is undergoing brain surgery to remove a part, portion of a large tumor today, however. Capitelli underwent surgery, however, mind you, however, removed the tumor a decade ago, but he did write on his Facebook page that it returned. It's a very large tumor, and there is a portion that it is inoperable, he wrote on his Facebook page. So our thoughts and prayers with the Capitelli family tonight. Uh, meanwhile, however, we understand that apparently Bobby Roode is in the news, however, for some interesting developments, however. And recently he said in an interview he wanted to challenge John Cena, believe it or not, to a match. Uh, you know what? However, let's go to the uh, birthdays and dates right now. I'm, to, I'm still trying to work on these, this, all this stuff, however, that uh, needs done. However, so we're gonna tr- we'll come back to this in a little while. However, we have more news. However, but that's just one of the stories we're following. But like I said, we have about four or five other news stories we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll we'll come back to that here momentarily. 
but uh, of course, thank you, JD, for what you've reported to us here thus far. Uh, coming up, uh, of course, right here are history and birthdays here for June 29th. The human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived, so I'll be bringing that here to you here right now. And here we go. And here might be some stuff I think that uh, uh, that uh, JD might even remember a lot of this stuff. So let's see, let's see what we got right here on tap for this evening. For June, I say for of course June the 29th. 31 years ago today, which would put it at 1986. In Denver, Colorado, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Stan Hansen by forfeit to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. But here is the reality. Stan Hansen walked out on AWA and took their championship belt with him. It came down to loyalty to All Japan Pro Wrestling over AWA. Hansen was booked to defend the title on a series of shows there in July. But Hansen was told beforehand to drop the title <clears throat> to Nick Bockwinkle. Small problem, however. Giant Baba was, aver- was aver- advertised to have an AWA title defense on that tour. Hansen went to Japan with the belt and defended it, only dropping after he won the NWA International Championship, which was an all-Japan belt a championship that would become a part of All Japan's Triple Crown Championship in 1989 from Jumbo Saruta. In response to being stripped of the AWA world title, Hansen ran over the AWA world title belt with his truck and nailed the remains to Vern Gagne. Bonkwinkle, who had a new belt made for him, took the mangled belt and restored it. He talked about that, I remember, however, on the legacy, this particular legacy of the AWA DVD, I remember. Yeah, it is. That's, that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, almost like what, what, when Ric Flair took the big gold belt to the WWF. Well, the thing with Hanson, though, if you remember, too, however, I mean, he, of course, was a big name in Japan and everything like that with his wars with Anoki, Vader, among others, however, but also he was the one who won the belt in 85, however, from Rick Martel, who won that's the title right. in 84 from Summer Tosada. That's right. You're absolutely right. You're right indeed. Thank you very much, J.D. Nineteen years ago today, in 1998, on Raw is War from Cleveland, Ohio. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Kane to win the WWF title. This comes just a day after losing the title in a first blood match to Kane. I think this was the one where Undertaker, I think, kind of screwed Austin out of the belt. Yeah, I think this is a yeah, or something. Okay. 18 years ago today, would put it in 1999, I do believe, at a Rawls War taping in Fayetteville, North Carolina, down around close to the Carolina coast, the Hardy Boys defeated the Acolytes to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Seven, oh, okay. 17 years ago, we put it at the year 2000, in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, and I'm a little best to pronounce this name. <laughs> Atsuo Sawada. Also known as okay, thank you. Po- also known as Poison Sawada Black creates the DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship and names himself the first champion. Presented as a comedy title, the DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship is con- contested like the WWF Hardcore Championship when it enacted the 24/7 rule, meaning the title is on the line at all times as long as there is an official present. The title is most often contested in 10-minute battle royals, similar to the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2000, 
where anyone who gets a pin or submission on the champion wins the belt. What makes the championship unique is that anyone, and listen to this, or anything can win the title. And it doesn't have to be won via pin or submission. <laughs> listen to this. For example, the title has changed hands via rock, paper, scissors, via an auction, in exchange for an autograph, in a magic trick, even in a dream. No way. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I, look here, look here, you're, 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 uh, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, you are preaching Puzzle. to the choir, man, but I, I agree with you 110%. But there's more to this. Listen very carefully. Shinobu and Yuko Miyamoto have the most title reigns with 299 each. The two, the title, 299 each. That's the two crazy. traded the title back and forth often throughout 2006. The modern record belongs to Joey Ryan, who held the title 42 times. Most recently, I'm assuming it's this year, on June the 3rd. Ryan is the first American to win the title. Now listen to now, now now listen to this very very carefully here. I'm going to run down the list of people and things that have held this belt. Okay, listen very carefully. Okay, champions champions in its seven in the belt's 17 year history include the following: a female newscaster, a model, a monkey, a Dotson, the dog, not the car. Oh my God. No, 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 listen, listen, this, 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 okay. this gets funnier. This gets a whole lot funnier. A uh, two-stunt dolls, a baseball bat, three different ladders, a wrestling poster, a steel chair, two inflatable love dolls, <laughs> a ring truck, a bus, a trash bin, two invisible wrestlers, Three elementary school girls, a three-year-old, two tag teams, who was the Addiction and the Young Bucks, huh. Huh. the entire audience of Beyond Wrestling's Americana 2016. Oh my lord! Oh lord! No! 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 Hold on! Oh lord! You can't be freaking kidding me! Listen, you're gonna flip when you hear this. All right. And this is this is something. This is a thing that has held. This belt I've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> oh, my God. And oh, my 7th, God. 7th, listen, listen. And on April 29, 2014, the belt itself was the champion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to read this back here later, okay? Yeah, I, you I, have to. This, this and, and, is too and much. Writing, but, but listen, the belt is still going on. But listen, as of this writing, the champion is Laura James. I don't know who this is. Okay. She won the title last Saturday at a Wrestle Circus event in Austin, Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's great. Because I I cannot believe this freaking belt. Oh, that's crazy. I'm going to go back and read this. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely. I'm going to go back and read this when Jawar comes back on. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell him this. This is. And who knows? I may create a belt for WCWUS based on this. And who knows? One of our groups could hold the belt. Hey! Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That sounds good. Okay, I'm, all right. This is hilarious. Anyway, let's get back to doing this right here, and we'll talk more about this in a minute. <laughs> I, still get it. I can't believe that. That's crazy. We can't believe it. This is started in Japan. Yeah. Anything can happen in Japan, too, apparently. Okay. 2000, okay, 2008, nine years ago today, 2008, WWE presented nine of champions from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. Imagine if that belt was on during a pay-per-view like this. That would be hilarious. 16,151 people were in attendance with 273,000 homes purchasing the event on pay-per-view. That's up from 247,000 homes for the 2007 edition. The show's hook was that every title in the company was on the line, thus a night of champions. Well, I would think that would be the case. Uh, and here is, here, is the, here is the match that took place here. John Morrison and The Miz defeated Finley and Hornswoggle to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. Legacy, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase defeated Hardcore Holly to win the World Tag Team Championship. Holly had the, won the title. This is the one where I think Cody Rhodes turned on Hardcore Holly. Yeah, Holly has won the title with Rhodes, but Rhodes turned on him at the event. So that's how Legacy, I guess, became the B. There you go. I was wondering whenever that happened. It was at a Night of Champions pay-per-view. Okay. Kofi Kingston defeated Jer- Chris Jericho to win the Intercontinental title. Matt Hardy defeated Chavo Guerrero to retain the U.S. title. Mickey James defeated Kenny Lee Burchill to retain the women's title. Mark Henry defeated Kane and the Big Show to win the ECW title. Edge defeated Batista to retain the World Heavyweight title. And Triple H defeated John Cena to retain the WWE title. Now, if you thought the story about that title belt was something, this one is kind of a simple one, but you might get uh, – I'll let you be the judge of this story here. Okay. Eight years ago today, put it at 2009, in Mexico City, Alberto Perez Jimenez and his twin brother Alejandro sadly were found dead in a hotel room. Both brothers were 34 years old. The brothers who wrestled as La, La Partida and Espectro 2, which I think these were, these had to have been, well, I don't like to use the term midget, but I think that's the best way I can say this. They were the midget, and there might have been a couple of midget wrestlers, I think, because Partida, La Partida might have been the small version of La Parca, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Were actually approached, these two brothers were approached by two female prostitutes following a Sunday night show. The brothers joined the ladies in their hotel room. There, the brothers were served alcoholic drinks mixed with eye drops. Ooh. The idea was that the drinks would knock them out, giving the ladies enough time to rob them of their belongings, including money and cell phones. Because of their size, for Alberto was four foot nine. So, okay, these were these had these were midget wrestlers. Forgive me, forgive me for using the term midget. Four foot nine for Alberto. And four foot seven for Alejandro. Would you believe that Anne is only two? It was is is two inches taller than the first guy, crazy. and four inches taller than the second guy. That is crazy. 
and is four foot eleven. But she's not considered a. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think. But sadly, because of these of these of, of their size, the drinks proved fatal. Because apparently, for the small size, they couldn't take that. Apparently, on July twenty second, sixty five year old Estella Gonzalez Calva, also known as Latia, was arrested in connection with the murder. A second woman, 44-year-old Maria De, and this is a name, listen to this name, J.D., 44-year-old Maria de Los Angeles Sanchez Rita. You know how they do that in a lot of these comedy shows in which they have like, yeah. okay, how long their name is? Well, this is a long name. Also known as La Gorda, she must have been pretty uh, big, I guess, was arrested in August. She admitted to being at the scene, but she said it was Calva that administered the drugs. Here's what gets me. The two women were part of a crime syndicate known as, and take this with what you will, I'm just reading what this says. The name of this crime syndicate was La Flirtation. La Flirtation. So flirt, the word flirt is in it. That's what got me. The women were convicted of the double murder, and in July 2010, were each sentenced, each, J.D., were sentenced to 47 and a half years in prison. Jesus. 47 and a half years. And how and long was this? This was uh, in 09. It was eight years ago. So you're halfway through the sentence already. Probably so, but yeah, they got, a, well, they got ways to go, I mean. The 09, 40, 47. Oh, they'll be out of there in 2050. Time. They probably won't even make it. I yeah. bet you. It's sad. I hate to say that. I don't mean to be mean. No, but I mean, anyway, the one who's 60 won't make it probably, and the one who's 40 will be 80 by the time she gets out of there, if that. Yep. Uh, anyway, one of the brothers, Alejandro, believe it or not, and I don't know if you remember this, J.D., briefly appeared for the WWF in 97 and 98 as Mimi Mankind. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. Alex was the one that, re- that appeared as Mini Mankind okay. in 97 and 98 in the WWF. Yeah. Four years ago today, put it at 2013, at an impact taping in Las Vegas, Nevada, Chris Saban defeated Austin Aries and Manic. Is that how you pronounce that? Manic? Yeah, Manic, M-A-N-I-K, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. To win the TNA X Division title. Okay, that's all we got for that one. Three years ago today, put at 2014, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. I wonder how many times we have said Money in the Bank here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, really? No, I can. Yeah. 15,653 were in attendance with only 122,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's actually way down from 199,000 homes for the 2013 event. So it dropped considerably by, by 70,000. So, mm, I like And here are the matches that took place. I don't know if you remember the 2014 Money in the Bank or not. Let me run down the matches right here. Jimmy and Jay Uso defeated the Wyatts, Eric, Rowan, and Luke Harper to retain the tag team titles. Paige defeated Naomi to retain the Divas title. Adam Rose defeated Damian Sandow. Here, okay, this this is the one when this happened. Okay, Seth Rollins defeated Rob Van Dam, Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston, and Dean Ambrose in the Money in the Bank ladder match 
for a future WWE World Heavyweight title at any time up to one year. Was this the one where Kane helped him? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 2014? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Stardust and Goldust defeated Rybaxel, of course, Curtis Axel and Ryback. Rusev defeated Big E by submission. Layla defeated Samurai, with Fandango being the special referee. <laughs> I wonder if he danced while he was refereeing. I'm sure he did. No, I'm sure. John Cena defeated Sheamus, Bray Wyatt, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Kane in a ladder match to win WWE World Heavyweight title. And now we got a couple we got a couple of birthdays here to report here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first off here, happy thirty first birthday to Serena Deeb. Best known for her time in W was she the one that was with CM Punk this yes, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But the picture I see here shows a whole lot better than she did then. Yeah, she Best had a lot of personal issues though too. Right. Best known for her time in WWE and their and, and their then developmental territory Florida Championship Wrestling. Serena is a six-time Ohio Valley Wrestling Women's Champion, the second most in promotion history. She also appeared for Shimmer Women Athletes, Shine Wrestling, and Wrestling New Classic, where she won their women's title once. One day before her 28th birthday, Serena wrestled to a one-hour draw with Ivelisse Velez for the Shine Championship. In June 2015, she returned to TNA as the mystery tag team partner for James Storm in a losing effort to Mickey James and Magnus. Serena is now a yoga instructor in Los Angeles. She retired from wrestling in July of 2015. Huh, I cannot, that's unbelievable, huh? Hmm. Uh-huh. Now this one, I don't know if you remember this gentleman or not, J.D., but we're going, he's a, we have, this is a, this is a classic birthday right here. Um, it's a happy 76th birthday to John Miller. But British wrestling fans know the legend by another name, Johnny Saint. I've heard the name. Okay. Born in Fallsworth, Lancashire, England, Miller followed in the footsteps of his father and became a factory worker after finishing school at the age of 15. John's introduction to the wrestling world was unconventional, to say the least. His mother was getting a haircut by Billy Robinson's mother. Oh, okay. I remember Billy Robinson. Oh, okay. Because so Billy's the, the one who fought Great Ganya, Nick Bockwinkle. I mean, he trained a lot of wrestlers, too. Excellent. Wow, indeed. Through the connection, Miller began, tra- began training at Robinson's fa- gym run by Billy Robinson's father. Yeah. Huh. He made his professional debut as Johnny Saint, based on the popular TV series at the time, The Saint starring now the now late Roger Moore. In June 1958, in a losing effort to Colin McDonald. Sane would be a fixture on ITV's World of Sports weekly wrestling program. In May 1973, Sane defeated Jim Brakes for the British Lightweight Championship. Three and a half years later, Sane won the Joint Productions World Lightweight Championship for the first time. Excuse me. Excuse me. Jack Coulter. He would have nine more runs as the World Lightweight Champion his last coming in 1993, following a victory over Steve Gray. Saints athletic and no-frills style made him a star in the 1960s, would marginal, marginalize him in the 1970s and 80s, as more flamboyant wrestlers were becoming high-profile stars. With the cancellation of World of Sport and British Wrestling in 1988, Saint and his peers would, had to retire or find work elsewhere. 
Saint traveled abroad wrestling throughout Europe, Asia, and Africa until his retirement from full-time competition in 1996. But a few years of training younger wrestlers led Saint back into the ring. He wrestled about a dozen bouts for LDN Wrestling in 2007, including three against LDN British heavyweight champion Gentleman John Ritchie. At age 67, oh wow, Saint made his American debut for Chikara during their 2009 King of Trios tournament, teaming with Mike Quackenbush and Jorge Rivera as the Masters of a Thousand Holes. They defeated Incoherence, who was de- who was consisted of Delirious, Hallow Wicked, and Frightmare. Whoa, what, what names? Wow. In the first round, but would be knocked off in the second round by Team Uppercut, who consisted of, believe it or not, Brian Danielson, for whom I know him as Daniel Bryan, Claudio Casaganoli, who I think is now Cesaro, yep, and Dave Taylor. Oh wow. Saint returned to Jakara for a pair of bouts in 2011, losing to Johnny Kidd in a World of Sport Rules match, then defeated Kidd the next night in a tag match. And that is pretty much... uh, Oh, and there was one more birthday. And uh, Well, that's all I have here, but go ahead. ahead. A very special happy birthday to one of our own, however, one of our former colleagues, however, who is celebrating a big birthday today, the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. Oh yes, yes. So, and, oh, I just I sent him a happy birthday greeting earlier. So Greg, from all of us here at the show, I know he says he's been he's working a lot. He wants to try to get back on at some point. But Greg, from myself, Chad, and the gang, we miss you. We hope you come back soon. Happy birthday, guy! Absolutely, thank you very much. Yeah, Big Diesel, of course. Uh, uh, of course, uh, definitely who who helped us get. Uh, Things rocking and rolling in the in the radio archives page here, and I helped. Actually, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, another quick story about Big Diesel before we end up before before our call to for the rest of histories and birthdays. Big Diesel actually hosted, I do believe, the first. I have to go back and research about. I think it was only just the first two yes. episodes of what would become Wrestling Debate. Yes, and so, then uh, he came on the Raw Radio with me and John and the rest of the gang, and he. Eight appearances on all of our shows from time to time. Absolutely. So, so, and, so, so like I said, Big Diesel has made his mark here, of course, in the WWS Radio Network, and we do thank him for, of course, uh, for his contributions as well. Of course, he's also a Hall of Famer. I think he, I think he became a Hall of Famer last year, I believe. Last year, yes, about the same time as John and also Ann and a couple other folks there. So. So yes, so everyone here, of course, uh, Gregory, of course, as uh, JD did, been, did just say, happy birthday there, my man. And uh, of course, like I said, we'd love to have you back on whenever you, whenever you can here. So um, uh, have a very good one, and and have a have a cold one, courtesy of the network, there, my man. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, JD, thank you very much here for the. Uh, Thank you very much for the wrestling uh, news and views here. Well, we, as, we only had one of those stories, but we, I mean, like I said, my computer's back in screw, but we're trying to get things back up and running here. I mean, I'm trying to do a lot here, too. I mean, okay. like I said, I'm, but I'm just trying to get some more news here in a few minutes, so, so bear with me. Okay, all right. While, while J.D. Trousey also, um, of course, he has a couple more stories he wants to bring, like he just said, and while, we, while he does that, I'll go ahead and take care of this here, ladies and gentlemen. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. 444 7444 Call ID 138521 pound. This is episode number 105.
of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is, of course, NWO Wolfpack. Of course, this is Thursday, June 29th, 2017. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line alongside the Iceman JD, Jared DiGirolamo. Okay, here we go. Well, okay, then I'll hold on. I'll catch you this in this minute. There's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio, of course, every Monday night, Monday afternoon, excuse me, right here on TalkShoot.com, and also a big part of the radio network. Uh, JD now has some stuff up and running. Let's go ahead and get back to here and see uh, and uh, see what JD has, and in terms of a little, little, little bit more bits and pieces of wrestling news. Go ahead, JD. Bobby Roode recently spoke with Card Subject to Change, however, recently, and here's what he had to say. On the glorious song for his entrance, he said, it was a kind of a unique situation. I was work- waiting for a work visa so that I could debut on TV with NXT. I already had a song picked out for my debut, and then I was talking with Triple H about my character and kind of it perceived what I perceived it to be and I wanted, what I wanted to do here. He had the glorious song in the archives and had me listen to it. I listened to it on headphones. I thought myself, it's really different. Obviously, it's very different from anything that anyone has here or really in all of the business. I thought it could either be really good or it could suck. Fortunately, it turned into a glorious thing. On who you would love to face in the ring, dead or alive, he said, one of the main reasons I got into business was I'm a huge fan of Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. I have like 12 hours of Kurt Henning footage that I watch all the time, so if there's probably one guy that I've just met, it would have been Kurt Henning. If you're talking about potential matches I would love to have, that would probably be John Cena at WrestleMania. On the glorious bonds with Honey Gargano and Thomas Cio Chiappa, however, it was actually just one of those things. We were on the road in a gym, and Thomas Cio said to me and Johnny wanted to do his thing, however, this thing. Instead of a photo bomb, we wanted to do a glorious bomb. So we had our phones at the gym, the song played, and I kind of turned around and went on social media and kind of just blew up. The office actually called us that night and got us to do like 10 more. It was pretty cool. Meanwhile, however, Alberto Altrone and Paige, however, were, however, according to reports, however, was on was before last weekend that they were on the rocks and that they had broken up, however. The Wrestling Observer noted that one of Del Rio's closest friends told him about the breakup and that it's always, quote, possible they could be back together, but it did happen. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that as of Tuesday that the couple was indeed broken up, however, mind you, however. Uh, other news, according to reports, however, as we talked about before tonight, however, apparently we know now there is going to be another new cast member in Total Divas, however. As reported a few months back, however, a while back, we talked about Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax joining the cast, replacing Renee Young and possibly Naomi. Now there's reports saying that Page 2 will be replaced, possibly, with the superstar known as Carmella, believe it or not. That's Money in the Bank, who won just this past week, however, on SmackDown Live. Meanwhile, however, WWE has announced that New, New Zealand-based uh, wrestler Evie will be part of the Mae Young Classic. The company announced on the New Zealand Twitter account that Evie, now known as Dakota Kai, will be part of the women's tournament. Kai joined Sarah Logan, Lacey Evans, Prince, Princess uh, Shughead, Tony Storm, Tessa Blanchard, Jazzy Gabbard, and Bianca Belair and Vanessa Bourne in the tournaments, which will take place on July 13th and 14th, with the finals to take place later. Uh, let's see, other news, Howard, to report, however. I'm um, still trying to get some more news, but so far, that's a pretty good idea what we got so far, however, at the moment. Uh, thank you very much there, uh, J.D., uh, <clears throat> for, of course, uh, some, uh, for some uh, wrestling news updates there. We do appreciate that. Uh, while we, of course, like I said, uh, um, determine here what we're what else we're going to be doing here tonight. 
uh, we, of course, if you if you heard my wrestling history uh, report right here, <laughs> we actually got a laugh over something that occurred on this day 17 years ago, back in back in 2000 in Japan. Uh, uh, of course, the, the, of course, about the creation of a title belt in Japan. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm, sorry. Okay. That was a good one. Okay. Anyway, uh, we've actually found this a lot. Found these facts pretty darn interesting. Of course, I'm going to read over all of this concerning this belt again because I think this deserves another reading because. This really kind of blew my mind. Of course, as we said, no, we always say anything can happen here in the radio network or anything can happen in the WWE, but apparently uh, anything can happen um, in other parts of the world here, of course, where wrestling is very, very popular. So, J.D., we're going to read this back again, and I, and I want you to kind of soak this in a little bit and see if maybe you have a maybe a, maybe some insight, about better insight about this and I, that's all I can really say. But I'm going to read over this story about this title belt again. So, uh, like we said before, in the year 2000, on this day in Tokyo, Japan, Atso Sawada, also known as Poison Sawada Black, creates, creates the, DD, the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship and names himself the first champion. It was presented as a comedy title, but the DDT Iron but, but the DDT Iron Man Heavyweight Belt is was is contested like the WWF Hardcore Championship when it enacted the 24/7 rule, meaning the title is on the line at all times as long as there is an official present. The title is most often contested in 10-minute battle royals, similar to, of course, to the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2000, where anyone who gets a pin or submission on the champion wins the belt. What makes this championship unique? And this this first is this is the first part that caught my eye is that anyone or anything, and I emphasize the word anything, can win the title, and it does have to be won via pin of submission. For example, the title has changed hands via rock paper scissors, via auction, <laughs> in exchange for an autograph, which is crazy, in a magic trick, in a dream. Even in a dream. I mean, I want to know how that is possible. Seriously. I mean, my God. Because it has a comedy belt. Yeah. But in a dream, I mean, when you're sleeping, I mean. Yeah, but let me ask you this. This was possibly conceived. Before I finish off, I'm going to finish the rest of this off. But I won't won't make this one little point here. But this is more of what also kind of reminded me of what the million-dollar belt was. Yeah. That was a belt that was technically never defended. It was not a recognizable belt back in the day. Yet this right here was used as as a this, this belt seemed to be used as a joke. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and of course, like I say, and, I, and even though I know in a certain degree that you know Ted DiBiase had a match against Jake Roberts at WrestleMania six in order to get this belt, only to get this belt back, the million dollar belt back. That that is. Technically, it was not defended. So that that yeah. So that that's what that's what got me. Here's another part that gets me. Shinobu and Yuko Miyamoto have the most title reigns with 299 each. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I said 
299 reigns each. That's crazy. About almost 600 total. Yeah. Between the two of them. The two traded the belt back and forth often throughout 2006. This was in one during one calendar year. That's that this happened. That's insane. This is worth most of the year. Yeah. This is most of the year. The modern, in quotation marks, record belongs to Joy, Joy Ryan, who held the title 42 times. And this is a guy, don't forget, too, when you talk about Joey Ryan, this is a guy who I think Gerard and I, we all talked about him one time, even all of us did. This is a guy who I guess got kind of some trouble a while back uh, by flashing his male member, I think, or exposing himself, I think. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that name does ring a bell when I saw this. Because I, I know that name, that name is very familiar, and I know TNA for a while had him. I think WWE tried to give him an opportunity, or he asked for a trial on WWE, and I don't know if WWE said thanks, but no thanks. And I know Ring of Honor, he's worked in Ring of Honor, and I think he's worked in a couple other, uh, like I said, however. Right. And, of course, Joey Ryan, who held the belt, like he held the belt 42 times, most recently on June the 3rd, which I would assume this was June the 3rd of this year. Yeah. Ryan, actually, believe it or not, this man is the first American to hold this belt. Yeah. Well, at least he's got that distinction for this, if you want to, if you want to call it a distinction. But here is the clincher, ladies and gentlemen. This is the clincher of, of, of as we said, anyone or anything can hold this belt. And 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 let me tell you, and let me tell you what all has held it. And of course, JD and I almost kind of want to jump off a cliff after hearing all this. Yeah. Let me run it down. Let me run it down before JD has a has a, a fit again because I knew he had one. Fit. I just I'm just stunned. That's all I can say. I'm stunned right now. Okay, a female newscaster, a model, a monkey. A Dotson, like we said, not 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 D A T S U N, a Dotson as in the dog, which that kind of surprised me. Two stuffed dolls, a baseball bat, three different ladders, a wrestling poster, a steel chair, two inflatable love dolls. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> a ring truck. That has to be one that I guess that carries the ring. I guess that's probably what that is. A bus, a trash bin, two invisible wrestlers. That I don't get. Three elementary school girls. I don't get that. A three-year-old. A freaking three-year-old. Says, I held the title. Look at me. Yeah, but the thing about it is the thing it was a toy, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fussing about it, but I mean, they thought the belt was a toy, I bet you. Yeah. Two tag teams. Like we said, the addiction and the young bucks that have that distinction. The entire audience of Beyond Wrestling's Americana Rana, American Rana, 2016. This one really took the cake right here. And JD almost said when I just said this. Vince McMahon's star on the Hollywood Walk of yeah. Fame. That, <laughs> if Vince McMahon heard about that, man, I don't know what he was. Uh, and on April 29th, 2014, the belt itself was the champion. The belt itself was the champion. 
I would love to find a picture of this belt. If it does, I want, I'm, I'm going to look for a picture here in just a minute. As of this writing, the champion's name is Laura James. She won the title last Saturday at a Wrestle Circus event in Austin, Texas. So anybody can hold this. Apparently this belt is still in existence 17 years later. This belt is still in existence. How in the world did it manage to stay here in Japan? I mean, in America. Yes. You know, it is unbelievable. Okay, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I may have found something here. Hold on a second. There, oh, and get this. There's a freaking Wikipedia page about the blame thing. We gotta put this up. We gotta put this up. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the wiki files page because yeah. everyone's, everyone's got to see this. But what I want to see, what I want to see, is is a um, is a um, um is a picture of the belt. Yep. Oh, and believe it or not, I am looking at a list right now of the number of people and things, ladies and gentlemen, that has uh, uh, that uh, that has held this belt, and and believe it or not, first of all, I'm going to tell you that looking at the list. Looking at the list, yep. it has been held. Now, now this is there might be some repeats on this list that I see. Okay, I will tell you that. Okay, mm-hmm. but this belt has been held by one thousand two hundred and sixty-four people or things since in the seventeen-year history of this belt. Crazy. Almost thirteen hundred times. This belt has been held by different people and different things. Crazy. And this would take the whole blame show to read off every single one of them. I mean, I'm looking at the list now. You thought some of the some of the ones I said before was funny? You wanna know you wanna know one that was extremely I'm gonna look for it here in a minute. I just saw one here. You wanna know one that was really hilarious? Huh. On November 23rd, 2016, and only just, but not even a whole day, the belt was held by a TV Tokyo camera crane. Huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can go, I can go on and on here. I mean, I mean, some notables here. Uh, Laura James, like I said, held, uh, uh, um, you know, held it. Uh, a, Several uh, um, held it much earlier than than uh, uh, just recent. So she must be like a, an active wrestler or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I said then Perry said that she. I heard that she is. Heck, even some people that we know, X Pac held this belt for less than a day in San Francisco last year. MVP held this belt and also in San Francisco on the same day. So. <laughs> So, like I said, they're in Kaitlin. They said this belt was kind of like the hardcore title was a while back. Um, and believe it, and believe, believe it or not, uh, now I can give you. I'm still looking. I'm still looking for 
I'm still looking for a picture. But I'm going to read off. we got some time here. This, this right here, and John has made it on the, the uh, chat box here. And, John, yes, we are definitely 100% serious. I'm going to post this on the wiki file so you can read it. But I'm going to read some of the animals and objects that that have that have, that have helped this that have held this belt. So listen very carefully. Like we said before, a monkey and a dachshund, a dog, held this belt. But even also a cat has held this belt. And here's some and JD here and John here are some of the inanimate objects that have held this belt. First off. Uh, some of this was obviously in Japan, but I'm not, I'm not going to say the names. I'm just going to say what they are, so that way you have an idea. A stuffed Hello Kitty doll, another stuffed doll who who beat the first, who beat the Hello Kitty doll for the belt, a baseball belt, bat. Lost, and actually, not the bat lost the bat after being broken in half as a knockout decision. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I thought you got to be kidding me. Uh, now, three different ladders, as each fell on the champion and a pinfall was counted, with some successfully defending the title but not being pinned during the time limit battle royal matches. <laughs> three different ladders. Huh. A chicken a chicken doll. A chicken doll. That's great. A, a stuffed, uh, this, is, this is popular in Japan, I guess, June... Kasai doll. Mr. Kasai, the doll, has won the belt twice. <laughs> a pro wrestling wave poster, a big Japan pro wrestling ring truck, an ice ribbon ringside mat, a pint of beer. I have no idea what this is, but a stick of yakitori. I have no idea what oh, that Japanese, is. Oh, Japanese yakitori. It's, it's, it's sort of like... Uh... It's like a food item. It's like sort of like uh, octopus or whatever. It's like yakitori. It's like a food item in Japan. Okay, a steel chair. We said that. That's even better. A, a, a Japanese painting has held the belt. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I can't. Uh, this one is going to be hilarious, and this one has it has a big explanation. So I'm going to try to read it as best I can. Yoshi Yoshi Hiko. An inflatable, inflatable love doll. Mm-hmm. Wrestler treated as if it was actually was an active wrestler, and actually sell movies done by him or her, mostly high flying moves. For some moves like outside dives, Yoshihiko is helped by one of helped by yeah. One real quick though, it just says real quick about a page. Real quick it says if they were broken up, it didn't last very long. A fan posted the following picture of the toy showing the two together looking happy at the Combat Americas 15 weigh-in. Believe it. So I guess. I don't know what's happening. I mean, some people are saying they're broken up. Some people are saying they're together. Who knows? So I, I, I wow, my goodness. Was <clears throat> uh, helped by one or more assistants who throw him out of the ring, pull his foot foot on the ropes, etc. Opposing wrestlers make like those assistants are not there and are and are part of Yoshihiko. The original Yoshihiko was quotation marks killed by an Antonio Honda knee drop, which caused its head to burst open. It was replaced by a second one, who was also a love doll, only modified to resemble the great Muda. Oh, Lord. (laughs) The second Yoshihiko was killed 
by Kenny Omega by a giant swing that sent Yoshihiko out of the ring, thus splitting his head open and revealing cotton stuffing. <laughs> In that match, however, a third Yoshihiko came out resembling the Undertaker's old American, American, um, you know what I'm talking about, the yeah. biker gift. Even using the same theme music. Following that match, the third Yoshihiko was shot to death by Antonio Honda. <laughs> oh, a fourth Yoshihiko, resembling Hulk Hogan, debuted shortly afterwards. <laughs> this is getting funny. Okay, here's some more here. Akira Hiro, another inflatable love doll and the supposed sister of Yoshihiko, made his debut on August 18, 2013. Also, like we said, Vincent Man's Hollywood Walk of Fame star, a bus, a TV Tokyo camera crane, a pork bun, <laughs> okay, a kotatsu table, and a trash bin. And also some um, uh, non-existent, um, who I said before, there's a couple of invisible wrestlers. One of them was called Arnold. It's supposed to take off on Schwarzenegger, but I think it's supposed to say Shesky Yanker, Janker, or Janiker or something. An invisible wrestler, opponent sell moves of a wrestler who isn't there, and a title is held by nothing and no one but the wrestlers and referees act as if they can see and pin the invisible wrestler. Muscle Sakai won the title from this invisible wrestler by using a ray gun and infrared visor to shoot the invisible wrestler, winning the belt on a knockout decision. Also, the invisible man, who was another invisible wrestler. <laughs> and the collective champions, as we said before, three elementary school girls, all three of them obviously were Japanese. I'm not even going to pronounce their names. We did say the addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, they held that belt. Huh. The entire audience of Beyond Wrestling's American Rana, 16, and Matt and Nick, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, also together held this belt. But I want a picture of this freaking belt. I, yeah. I don't see. I want to continue here, ladies and gentlemen, to look for a picture because apparently, you know, like I said, there's, you know, there, there, there's, like I said, this is, uh, we just find all this pretty funny because just, just to give, just to give, like I said, this is from Wikipedia. I'm just going to read, I'm going to read this, read this overall here. The Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship is a professional wrestling championship owned by the DDT Pro Wrestling Promotion. It is viewed as a comedic championship having had two wrestlers, Yuko Miyamoto and Shinobu, exchange the belt, actually, according to this JD, 62 times with each other in one night. Some of those title changes via rock, paper, scissors, being one from a wrestling fan winning an auction for the belt and a title change that occurred in a dream. Champions also include children, animals, and inanimate objects. The title is defended any, anywhere against anyone, even during non-title matches or tag team matches under 24-7 rules. If there is an official DDT referee present, the title can be won or lost. And unlike other Ironman championships, it does not need to be defended under Ironman rules. The 24-7 rule is similar to the same rules that applied to the, WWE, to the former WWE Hardcore Championship. A regular match in DDT for the title is a 10-minute battle royal 
where the title can change hands any number of times, and the person who has the belt when the time limit expires can leave as champion. This is ironic in itself, as due to the 24-7 rules, the champion could be defeated for the belt right after this match finishes. The 1,000th Iron Man Heavy Middleweight Champion was crowned on April 29, 2000, on April 29, 2014. Here we go, JD. This is why they mentioned this in the history. The 1,000th Iron Man Heavy Middleweight Championship was crowned on April 29, 2014, when the title belt itself became the champion after pending Shinshiro Takagi. That's how the belt itself became the champion. Oh, wow. <laughs> the 1,000th champion. <laughs> the belt itself. That's great. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I got I to gotta, I gotta look at this. I got to look at this. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, this only... Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takaki, the 999th champion, attempts to retire the champion, but is knocked out by Poison Sawada with the belt, which falls on the chest of Takaki. The referee counts for the pinfall, making the belt the 1,000th champion. <laughs> oh, man. I am going to. Like I said I'm going to post this on the. Let me see if I can find the picture here. Uh, well, believe it or not, uh, uh, I've got so many, okay, I want to see if this is, I'm assuming, I'm, okay, well, okay, can I can possibly clarify this, because, uh, I'm going to try to find a clearer one, but I'm going to, uh, let's see, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's see how, how I can do this. Uh, let's see, all I want, I got people holding this belt. I don't have one of just the belt by itself. That's what I would like. That's what I would like to see. I want to show you. I want to show. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got one. Hold on. I got one right here. Apparently. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna post this on the Revolution Radio page. I want everyone to take a gander. As soon as I, as soon as I can, uh, as soon as I can, uh, um, well, as soon as I can get the belt up and the picture up there. Let's 
Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to post this like so on the Revolution Radio page. I want everyone to take a look at this. Show everyone what this belt looks like here. Give me just a second here, folks. And while we're doing that, let's take care of this. Let's take care of this Uh, one more time here. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 105 of NWO Wolfpack, of course, the second installment of the the WWUS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoot.com. I am once again Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Uh, of course, I'm now alongside the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo, and the and the Super Suplex Machine, John Gross. Both men, of course, are a part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, which you can hear <clears throat> every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, of course, J.D.'s 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer, <clears throat> as well as, of course, uh, the, as as well as, and of course, John is as well. Also, John is the first 2016, excuse me, WWUS Hall of Famer, and of course, both are a big part, of course, all of our shows here in the radio network. All right, gentlemen, the picture is up on the... That's what the belt looks like. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you notice that on the east side right there, it's got, first, it says 24 hours. So, I'm sure this belt would be bigger than that, but apparently it's not. So, uh... Imagine all that being defeated by an inanimate object for this title. It is unbelievable here, folks. Uh, well, gentlemen, I think, well, I think we're, we'll probably have both you, J.D. and John on. Well, I guess we can oh, go ahead. I'll be right back. Hold on a second. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, of course, J.D. Uh, takes care of something right here. Uh I figured that once he returns, we can go ahead and uh, we can take care of some uh, do some more wrestling trivia here as well. Uh, yeah, I see an interesting topic right here that we can that we can do that on. Uh, I'm sure, uh, John. Of course, you can. Uh, if you want, if you want to take part in it there as well, my man. I'm back. Okay. Okay. All right, JD. We got some. Rest. We're going. We're going to handle some ten questions on some of uh, of name that. Uh, let's see what what was it called. Name that tag team. Uh, okay, it has a WCW or WWE tag team between 1985 and 2001. Of course, I'll 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 name the name of the team, and you name who the members are. Of course, according to the four choices I have. The average score, of course, there's 10 questions. The average score is 6 out of 10. So John says he's ready to go. J.D., are you prepared for a minute? Yep. Okay. Now, I know you're probably going to know this very first one, but I've got to read you the choices. 
because they are hilarious. Um, they are hilarious indeed. Okay, question number one. Who are the members of the American males who wrestled together from 1995 to 96? Was it the team of the Renegade and Hugh Morse? <laughs> B, Lex Luger and Hacksaw Jim Duggan? <laughs> Number uh, C, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman? Or D, Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs? J.D.? Bagwell and Riggs. And John? And John also says the same, so we'll good that we'll take care of that, and we'll check the answers at the end of of the question. <sighs> Number two, who were the members of the Colossal Connection who wrestled together from '89 to '90? Was it King Haku and Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, or Psycho Sid and Adam Bomb? JD. Uh, it was Haku and Andre. Okay. Uh, John? John also says... John also says Haku and Andre. Okay. Question number three. Who were the original members of the Dream Team who wrestled together from 85 to 88? Was it Shawn Michaels and Diesel, British Beefcake and Greg Valentine, Honky Tonk Man and Bad News Brown, or Greg Valentine and Dino Bravo? J.D.? It was Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Okay. All right. I could hardly hear you there, but... Uh... Valentine and Beefcake. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, John... John is saying Valentine and Bravo. Okay, John, let me mention this. Let me, let me mention this one more time. The original members of the Dream Team. Do you still want to stick with the answer that you gave? Uh, John is actually going to change his answer. And, of course, I'm going to start doing that here every time, every time we do these questions. If anybody wants to change their answer during this, they're welcome to do that. Too. And John's going to change his and say Valentine and Beefcake. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Give me that for just one second. Okay. Question number four. Who were the members of the Insiders who wrestled together from 2000 to 2001? Was it Kevin Nash and Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, Kevin Nash and DDP, or Scott Hall and DDP? JD. It was Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. 
And John? And John's also saying the same, so say Kevin Nash and DDP. Question number five. Who are the members of the Can-Am connection who wrestled together from 86 to 87? Was it Tito Santana and Rick Martel, Paul Roma and Jim Powers, Rick Martel and Tom Zink, or Jacques Rougeau and the Dynamite Kid, J.D.? Rick Martel and Tom Zink. Okay, and John? And John's also going with Martel and and Zink as well. Question number six. Who were the members of the Allied Powers who wrestled together for most of 1995? Was it Stephen Regal and X-Pac, Tess and Kurt Angle, Ken Patera and Ivan Koloff, or Lex Luger and Davey Boy Smith? J.D. What are the choices again? Sorry. So who are the members of the Allied Powers who wrestled together for most of 95? Okay, repeat the choices one more time. Stephen Regal and X-Pac, Test and Kurt Angle, Ken Patera and Ivan Koloff, or Alex Luger and Davey Boy Smith? I'm going to say Luger and Davey Boy Smith. Luger and Davey Boy, okay. And John also says the same, and we'll go ahead and say that... Uh, We'll go ahead and say that as well. Question number seven. Who were the who were who were the members of Doom who wrestled together from eighty nine to ninety one? Was it Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, Dan Spivey and Mark Calloway, Kevin Sullivan and Hugh Morris, or Scott Steiner and Tank Abbott? J D. What was the team name again? Doom. Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Okay. And John? And John's also going to say the same, so he's saying Bush Reed and Ron Simmons. Okay. Question number eight. Who are the members of the Rockers who wrestled from 88 to 91? Was it Flash Funk and the 123 Kid, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, or Brutus Beefcake and George the Animal Steel? GD. I'm going to say it was Michaels and Jannetty. And John? John's also saying the same thing as well. All right. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Question number nine. Who are the members of Harlem Heat who wrestled together from 89 to 2000? Was it Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow, Sting and Lex Luger, 
Rick and Scott Steiner, or Booker T and Stevie Ray, J.D.? What was the team? Harlem Heat, you said? Harlem Heat. Booker and Stevie. Booker and Stevie. And John? John's also saying Booker T and Stevie Ray. All right. And the final question. Who are the members of Rhythm and Blues who wrestled together from 88 to 91? Was it Bad News Brown and Flash Funk, B. Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel, Blue Meanie and Booker T, or Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine, J.D.? It was uh, the the team of uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and uh, who was his partner again, you said? Honky Tonk Man? Yeah. And John's also saying the same thing. And let's go ahead and see how we did here. Question number one, the members of the American Males. Yes, it was, in fact, Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. Even though their title reign was short-lived, the American Males were one of WCW's most popular tag teams during their time together. And, of course, later on, Buff... Marcus would go on to the NWO and be renamed the Buff Bagwell. Question number two. <clears throat> the colossal connection, yes, was indeed was, of course, King Haku and Andre the Giant. Haku and Andre would reign supreme from 89 to 90. They were managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan. The colossal connection broke up at WrestleMania 6 when Haku and Heenan blamed Andre for the loss. Demolition, of course, won the belts from them. This is also when Andre returned to being a fan favorite. I think Demolition, this was Demolition's uh, third round with the belts when they defeated the Colossal Connection, yes. The original members of the Dream Team, uh, and uh, John, it's a good thing you changed your answer because the answer was indeed Brutus Beefcake and Gray Valentine. Wrestling that goes from 85 to 87 and managed by luscious Johnny Valiant, Brutus was removed from the group in 87 and replaced by Dino Bravo. Bravo and Valentine were then known as the new Dream Team. But John, I followed what you were thinking there. Um, but I think this happened at WrestleMania 3, if I'm not mistaken, when that broke up took place. And then later on, we would see Brutus help, help Roddy Piper defeat Adrian Adonis. Question number four, the insiders. Yes, indeed, they were, it was, of course, Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page. Though they, they tagged together when Nash was having his first run in WCW, of course, before the Diesel days, they reunited years later after the NWO started to break off in their own packs. The name was a play on the Outsiders, which consisted of Nash and, of course, Scott Hall. Question number five. The Can-Am connection was indeed Rick Martell and Tom Zink. The Can-Am connection were short-lived, but were very memorable for those old enough to remember them. Yes, I remember them from WrestleMania three. Tito Santana eventually joined the team when Tom Zink left the WWF, they were renamed Strike Force, and they won tag team gold. <clears throat> so Tom Zink's run in WWF didn't really last that long, apparently. No, and of course he was also known as the Z-Man, if you remember, too. Yeah, in WCW, I remember Star K-90 was the I first night. He fought Arn Anderson a couple times for the TV belt. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember, I think Star K-90, the very first match of that pay-per-view, it was, uh, it was the Z-Man versus Beautiful Bobby Eaton. I think, Eaton like I, yeah. mm-hmm. I think Eaton won that match too. But but the Z Man, of course, was terrific in that too. He's a great 
great uh, athleticism there as well. Indeed. <clears throat> Another one I think that should be maybe somewhat considered for Hall of Fame consideration, maybe. Yeah, he also, I think he also wrestled in the AWA for a time, if I'm not mistaken, too. Sounds like to me. So of course, like I said, very, very, uh, um, very, very athletic during during that during that time indeed, indeed yes. Uh, of course, the Allied Powers from most wrestled together from most of '95. Of course, it was Lex Luger and Davy Boy Smith, only together for about seven months. The Allied Powers were quite favorable among WWF fans. Luger and Smith continued to work singles matches in between their tag matches. That is a short before Luger left to go back to WCW. I think it was. I think that sounds right to me, yep. Doom, of course, indeed, was Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. They were actually brought in by the Steiners. Doom competed in the late 80s, early 90s, and were matched by corrupt referee-turned-manager Teddy Long. We do remember that, too, yeah. Of course, uh, Ron Simmons, uh, we can now, we, we, every time we see him, we can say, Ding! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, of course, the Rockers, indeed, were, of course, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Previously known as the Midnight Rockers, and perhaps one of the most popular tag teams of their time, the Rockers never officially won a championship while at the WWF. The world was shocked when Sean turned on Marty, launching Sean's Hall of Fame career as the Heartbreak Kid. I hate that Jannetty did not have the same success, though. He was a great wrestler, too. He did, but at the same time, I think his demons got the best of him at times. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. Question number nine, Harlem Heat. Of course, it was in fact Booker T and Stevie Ray. Harlem Heat were together almost eight years of, at WCW, winning multiple championships and earning their respect to millions of fans over the course of their time together. And, of course, like I said, Rhythm and Blues, yes, indeed, was in fact Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine. Rhythm and Blues wrestled together from 88 to 91. They eventually broke up and feuded with one another after an argument erupted concerning Jimmy Hart's Constant interference in their matches. So, so gentlemen, the average score was six out of ten, and y'all got all ten of them right. <laughs> so yeah, so hey, right there indeed. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, no, that's not not that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what we have here on tap here. Uh, That would be pretty interesting. The real names of wrestlers from the 80s. Oh, okay. Or, well, that one has 15, but I have another one here that's wrestlers also known as that has 20 questions. Let's try 15. Try one just 15 questions. Okay, these are a difficult setting, difficult uh, rating. I will let you know about that. Okay, and uh, John, I'm certain you're still in here as well. As we continue forward on, ladies and gentlemen, episode 105 of Wolfpack here tonight. Myself, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, J.D., Jeremy Geralmo, and he was Press Machine, John Gross, is with me as well. Okay, of course, I'll name the wrestlers in the 80s, and you will definitely pick his or her name. So it's men or women wrestlers in the 80s. Average score is 7 out of 15. It's got a difficult difficulty. So, 
Try saying that three times fast. Difficulty, difficulty, okay. difficulty. It's what? You said difficulty, 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 right? A difficult difficulty? No, you said try saying difficult difficulty three times. I said difficulty, difficulty, difficulty. Yeah. Try saying that. Yeah, yeah definitely try saying that three times fast. I get my thing done. I will name the name of the wrestler, and you have to just tell me what their real – you have to take a guess as to what their real name is. Okay. All right. J.D. and John, I uh, wish you luck, and here we go. What is the real name of Adrian Adonis? Was it Keith Frank, Robert Doyle, Larry Shreve, or Adrian Gardner? J.D. Keith Frank. Okay. And John. John Gross. What? <laughs> and John's also saying the same. So Keith Frank, okay? And we'll check these answers after the questions are over with. All right, question number two. Who is, who is the real name of Greg DeHammer Valentine? Was it Thomas Reed Jr., John Winiski Jr., Patrick Cooley Jr., or Greg Wells Jr.? J.D. John Winiski Jr. Okay. And John? Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, J.D. He'll come to your house and he'll I take know. you to win that, to win that DDT Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in your sleep. And you'll say, no! <laughs> it's been a nightmare! And, and I'm not trying to make fun of, of, of anything no. or anything based on where everybody lives. But I gotta say this for both you, you and John here. If, 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 like I said, say you had that belt, yeah, only to lose it. Yeah, forgive, forgive me, JD. You're not gonna win a Philly steak and cheese sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you know, Yeah, right. And and John, in John's case, might be a microwave with a bowl of beef roast. <laughs> Uh, John's will probably reach over the phone and kill me here. <laughs> and of course, of course, I have I'll have a force field on because I'm the boss. Okay, <laughs> no. all right, we're having a good fun here. We're having fun here tonight. Just kind of break the ice here tonight, here, folks. Close to the weekend and everything. So, and of yes, course, the holiday, the holiday, the holiday too. Yes, indeed, yes. And I'll be playing American songs all weekend long. Yeah, there you go. I got two or three, and I'm thinking about. Them. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Question number three. Who is the what is the real name of Tito Santana? Is it Merced Solid, Jose Perez, Richard Chavez, or Tito Miguel? AD. Merced Solid. Gesundheit. Uh, <laughs> and what I just said about about you losing the belt to a sandwich there, JD. John says even a steak could win that belt. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. He's right. He's there you right. go. Yeah, that's it. That the belt is still around there. Yeah. The belt is still around. I love to talk to the actual wrestlers, the ones that we know that actually held this and all, and say, how does it feel to hold this belt? Like we said, uh, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian held it, and the Young Bucks have held it. Yeah. The ones that we know. Okay. So, I mean, so it is crazy, yeah. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, 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 hold. Here's a man who might hold on to that belt for a long time. Yes. 
Wait, uh, play those trumpets, guys. <laughs> Is this the man? Well, it fucking better be, or he's wearing my underwear. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this is the main man of the, the main man right here, the mainstay of the radio network, and the COO of WCWS. He's also a 2014 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer. He is the one. Oh yes, he is. He's the only. Indeed, he is the king. NWO GTS himself, the one and the only Gerard T. Smith, has now joined us to episode 105 of his namesake show, NWO Wolfpack. G- uh, GTS, welcome to the Wolfpack, indeed. Hey, yo. <laughs> We're doing a second round of trivia here, Gerard, if you want to join us here. Then there's something I have got to, we have got to share with you. You are going to find absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyway, we're doing some questions on wrestlers' real names, uh, wrestlers from back in the 80s. Um, we're right in the middle of one right now. Uh, I think, uh, J.D., you said for Tito Santana, you said you believe his real name was? Corset. Corset. And John says Jose Perez. Gerard, did you want to take a guess? No, I'm going to pass. I I have no idea. Okay. Well, I'll have to do the old-fashioned way. I'll have to break the tie with my lucky penny. Uh, J- uh, and Gerard, I'll let you be the judge of this here. Uh, heads for J.D., tails for John. Which one, Gerard? Uh, I'll tails for J.D. John? Oh, are you going to do tails for J.D. this time? Oh, okay. All right, J.D., you heard what he said. So. All right. Okay. Oh, my Lord, it's heads. So, Gerard, that means heads. Murphy. <laughs> so that means, that means we, go, we go with John's answer, I guess. Is that correct? Yes? Yeah, that's okay. what it says. Oh, okay. Let's do it. We can't do nothing now. It's already set. That's right. It's in stone. There you go. Question number four. Jimmy Snooker. Is it James? And I'm gonna I'm kick myself in the rear if I mispronounce this. Anoya. B. James Snooker. B. C. James Roth. Or D. James Ryher. Gerard, do you want to take a guess on this question? Uh, no, because I know my tag team partner has this one, don't you? Yes, I do. And it's James oh. Anoya. James and okay. You're yeah. annoying. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're annoying? Uh, when we're done with this, you got to tell him the thing we've been talking about all night long. That's what I'm wanting to. As soon as we get done with these round of oh. questions, we'll go and look at What? All night long? What? What are we talking about? This is this is a funny thing you're going to laugh at. I mean, this is it's too funny for words to even describe. It, it, this happened, it happened. It was in our history, Gerard. It happened 17 years ago today. I'll tell you what this is as soon as we get through these round of questions. You are going All to right. flip. You're, yes. Mm-hmm. And the one interesting thing about it, it's got a Wikipedia page, which I'm sure a lot of things do these days. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, question number five. The real name of 
the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, I uh, know this one. Okay, go ahead, JG. At your heart, please. Uh, I need I need uh, things. Need to, or no, wait. Uh, yeah, I need choices, but. Okay. I'm Is gonna it know a, it when you tell me. Okay. Is it A. Roy Wayne Ferris, B. Stephen Priest, C. Robert Lawler, or D. Brian Kincaid? Uh, it's A. Their captain, and that's my final answer. Okay, JD. Yes, I'm gonna agree with Gerard. It's Roy Wayne Ferris, and that is my final answer too. Okay. And John also says A. Okay. And you know that's the only wrestler King NWO GTS has has ever met was the Honky Tonk Man. Is that right? Yeah, wow. That's right. I oh, met him man. in Newfoundland. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Question number six: Who is the re- who has the who is the what is the real name of Jake the Snake Roberts? Was it is it John Winitsky Jr., Robert Aurelian Jr., Jacob Randall Jr., or Aurelian Smith Jr.? Gerard, do you want to take a guess on this one? Uh, I'm going to pass this because my partner in crime, he doesn't do anything wrong. I do. He does all the good. Uh, he knows this. Okay. I think it's the Smith one. By the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, JD. What was the name? Jake the Snake Roberts. That would be. What were the choices? One more time. I know. John Minsky Jr., Robert Aurelian Jr., Jacob Randall Jr., or Aurelian Smith Jr. Aurelian Smith Jr., the son of Risley Smith. He's a Smith. Yeah, baby. That's right. And John. Oops. In talking, I brought up uh, Jimmy Snooker the other night. I couldn't help it, but the, when I found the tribute that WWE did for him, and I have to admit, though, guys, I don't know if they'll say this on here, but I almost had a, I had a couple of good tears in my eyes after watching that, especially at the you end. You know what? Some some wrestling some wrestling stuff gives me tears to my eyes, and it, it's uh, like. The Roddy Piper thing, we all know that that gave a lot of tears to my eyes, but uh, some stuff that uh, in wrestling is sad, it does. It makes us cry, and hey, that's that's not saying anything. Men can cry. Of course. And of course, I also have to say one more, too, that actually did that, and that was the one for China. I wish they would have done more for China, but that was... You know, you know they're not. And if she gets okay. in the Hall of Fame, it will be a, it'll be a miracle. But I think that you know what, if they put her in the Hall of Fame, it'll be a pity, a pity Hall of Famer. Yes. I and agree. it shouldn't, it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't be, but it will be though. I agree, hundred percent. Because they they talked about putting her in the Hall of Fame, and Triple H and or. I don't know about Triple H, but Triple H and Stephanie said no. As soon as she passed away, I think it was Triple H or Stephanie said, oh, 
I think maybe now we can put her in the Hall of Fame. It's like, you guys, that, that's horrible. Like, why would you even say that? You didn't want to put her in when she was alive. Don't even put her in when she's passed away. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, that sounds kind of, yeah. So, but I agree with you. I agree. But there's a lot of people that we all agree that should be in there, but, of course, we have to just wait and see See what what fate what fate brings to that those situations. Question number seven: What is the real name of Jesse the Body Ventura? Is it Jesse Ventura, James Janos, Jesse Janos, or James Ventura? Your pass. Your JD. Uh, James Jones. Uh, what was the James one again? Was James Janos or James Ventura? James Janos. James Janos, okay. And John? There's a lot of J's tonight. J, 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 J. You don't say. Indeed. The same thing, James J and J, I get confused with it. It does sound the same to me. That's why I have time to forgive me there, guys, if I get y'all's names confused. Whatever I'm talking to, I'll talk to you. Well, you better not. Well, of course, it's only by accident. It's not on purpose. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just giving you Uh, shit. There you go. Question number eight. What is the real name of the junkyard dog? Is it Robert Walker, Bill Stevens, Jason Murphy, or Sylvester Ritter? Gerard? Sylvester Ritter. J.D.? Another one gone way too soon to another great superstar right there. John also says the same. All right. Sylvester Ritter. Question number nine. What is the real name of Mr. Fuji? Is it Andrew Fujinoka, Harry, Harry, excuse me, Harry Fujiwara, excuse me, uh, Michael Fujigama. Thank you very much. (laughs) Michael Fujigama or D. Bruce Fujinoma? Gerard. I have no nama fucking clue. Pass. Okay, JD. Harry Fujiwara. Gesundheit. There's another great manager we've lost to right there, Mr. Fuji. Uh, John? Speaking of which, one that I'm surprised I have not heard anything at all about him in a long time, and that's Bobby Heenan. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. He's still kicking, I think. Yes, I I'm, 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 I'm glad. I mean, he's being kept around for, I'm sure, uh, for a real good reason, I'm sure. But, but I'm, I'm hoping, hoping, I was kind of hoping, I said this many, many times, you got heard me say this. Had he been in much better shape, better condition, with all due respect, of course. I would love to have seen him in Dutch, uh, Rick Rude. Yeah, that yeah. Was if he was feeling that good, would, yeah, Harry. That would have been perfect. I mean, either his manage, uh, one, of his manage, one of his managers or one of his rivals was the perfect choice. Mm. And, of course, his family accepted. You said Gerardo was hey, his wife, this is, son, this and daughter. Yeah, this is way off topic, but you guys seen the preview for Seth Rollins uh, 2K18 thing. That's so heel. 
Are they going to turn him heel? Hmm. I did I, see that, too, actually. It does look like he turned heel on this one. Yeah. No, no, I mean, are they going to turn him heel in character? Like, <sighs> I don't think so. I still think he still is one of the better faces out there right now. But if you turn him heel again, who could you feud him with? That's the problem. <laughs> That's the yeah. major question. Roman and, Dean. Yeah. Well, I did mention, however, mind you, how I... Uh, uh, I did mention to, uh, and I mean, I told Chad this when I was doing the news. Apparently, there's still talk. However, now, now, two things. First off, on Total Divas, are going to have your girl Carmella join the cast. Apparently, as she will be taking Paige's oh, place. Don't, don't be hating, boy. <laughs> but, the other, but, the other, but the other thing they're talking about, and I know we've talked about the last several weeks. However. Uh, there is still discussion. Joe Cronin show talked about it. a lot of other shows have been discussing. They are just, they are really seriously thinking about doing Roman and Brock at SummerSlam and screwing over the WrestleMania 34 match. However, because right now they're thinking next year it could be maybe uh, John Cena and maybe Roman or something like that. Possibly, so they might be. No, I, can't I, don't think wanna... the, I don't want to. Oh see the match at SummerSlam. I don't want to see Roman versus uh, John Cena. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but I'll be. The way the... I'll yeah. be getting a beer or doing yeah. something else on yeah. that match. Yes. Yeah. But like Definitely. I said, they're just saying right now that there, there's some serious discussions. They might be uh, pushing that match out the window now from WrestleMania 34. Mm. What? Brock and Roman? Yeah, because they want to push it to SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Oh, wait. So Brock versus Roman at SummerSlam? Uh-huh. That's the discussion still. They might. Oh, I don't... I thought they were facing each other somewhere. Yeah, that, Great Balls of Fire. No, 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 no. The plant. No, Roman. Roman's fighting Braun in the ambulance match at Great Balls of Fire next Sunday. But, yeah. Well, who'd you say for SummerSlam? Then? SummerSlam oh, Brock versus Roman at SummerSlam, and they're going to cancel the WrestleMania 34 match in New Orleans, maybe now. Which I think is ridiculous. That's stupid. I mean. I mean, well, not have, really. Maybe they'll have a better match for WrestleMania. Well, they better because Dave Meltzer was saying about it the other day, today, and Brian Alvarez on his talk show. I was listening to it this afternoon when I got home from work, and it was from this morning. And yeah, Meltzer totally had a meltdown. He's like, he's like, I mean, WWE better know what they're doing right, however, because right now it doesn't seem like they're doing anything right. I, they're, yeah, well, they're, they're, oh, I'm sorry. They're not. They're not. They're they're. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're, they're, you know what? I'll tell you what. They're asleep at the wheel. They're just putting shit out there, and hopefully we'll like it, and we don't. So what the hell are you gonna do to fix it? You better fix it quick. Yeah. Like. That too. Yeah. yeah. Like. Like, uh, you know, if if we all start watching it, what are you gonna do then? Then you're gonna have no money. People won't go to the shows. And I heard, like, SmackDown was, like, oh, man, they had, like, not very many people mm-hmm. for, like, last week or something. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, GTS, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's step away for just one second. Please continue the conversation there. Uh, Gerard, if you, if you can get a, a plug in there for me, my man, and we'll finish this off. And I'm going to tell you about this thing that J.D. and I had flipped, flipped over here earlier, so. You'll, you'll, you'll laugh at it, too, but if you want to get plugged in there, my man, 
And we'll finish off these questions, and then we'll get to that point. So, George, take care of that, my man. I'll be right back. 1724 The ID number is 138521. Press pound. Press 1. You can talk to us or listen to us right now. And I told Chad how I was also our good friend Big Diesel Gregor Kramer's birthday today. Oh, yeah? yeah? I don't know. We'll have to wish the Big Diesel a very happy birthday. Yes, John, myself, Chad did earlier. And I told uh, Chad, however, and like I told you earlier, however, I'm sorry that I could not make it to Top Heel tonight, however. And right now my stats for tomorrow night is up in the air as well. So... I'll try to make it for revisit. I'll try to make it for revolution, though, just to give you guys both a heads up on that. And I'll tell Chad that, too. But uh, right now, it's pretty much up in the air at the moment. Shall we hey, say. if you can, man, don't worry about it. You yeah. Do, you do you. Hey, yeah. Hey, J.D., listen. You do you. Yep. And we'll do us, okay? It's, yep. uh, you don't worry. If you got to miss the show, miss the show, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and it's legit because, like I told you guys off the air last night and even on the air last night what happened, and he took a turn for the Well, morning. no, you never did tell me. Oh, yeah. You never did tell oh, me. Oh, yeah. Well, Sunday morning he was going to church, however, and apparently uh, he slipped and fell out of bed, and he said he had a fever. It turned out to be pneumonia, and then uh, he's been in the hospital for three or four days. Last night, I went to see him, however, that's why I didn't make it to revisit it, and I, was, I got back in time for, top, uh, for the debate, and then uh, overnight into this morning, however, the doctor said he took a turn for the worse, however, and uh, apparently they found out, however, he returned, however, and now it's touch and go, and it's just a matter of time now. So, man, you just, you go to the hospital and visit your grandpa or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't worry about the shows right now, man. You, no, I'm you not, worry I'm, about you. I, mean, no, I am. I am. And like I okay, said, I'm on Hey, I'm, I'm here if you need to chat or anything. Thank you. Thank you all, seriously. Like I said, I mean, God, the guy lived a long... I mean, like I said, I mean, the guy lived a long life. I mean, God bless him. 99 well, years old. And I, said, and I said this off the air. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was off the air last night. You were gone. Yeah. But I said, how old is your grandpa? 99. 99. See, mm-hmm. he, 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 uh, he had a great life. Yes, he did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, for the bad, but I'm just saying he had a great no. life. Yes, he did. You know. No doubt. So, no doubt. So we are, we're, we're praying for him. And, Thank uh, you. you know, Thank you, But, yes. hey, you, you do you, man. You you go do your family tomorrow. You don't exactly. make the show. Don't worry about it. Yep. And we're all here, you know. We're all oh, your yes. brothers. Definitely. We're your yes. family here. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Like I said, like I said, we'll, 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 like I said, I mean, I'll be working tomorrow. So I mean, like I said, my dad's taking my dad's taking the day off tomorrow anyway. I mean, because I mean, he, like I said, I mean, he, well, were you working kind of, back at that shoe place or? No, no, I got a new job now. Kirkland's Kirkland's Furniture Place, same mall, however, but downstairs, however, and uh, oh, okay, working three to four days a week. However, I mean, I'm starting mid morning tomorrow, nine to one. I did nine to one today, and I did nine to one tomorrow. Yesterday, I worked seven to two, but. There's just one place, however, that's really good, and I mentioned it last night, called Core Life Eatery. It's really good. I had it for lunch again today with my buddy, however, and I had for lunch yesterday because their real grand opening is tomorrow. But uh, the last Tuesday, yesterday, and today 
or like the three soft days they were opening, however, for the public just to test it out and see what the reviews were. And all the feedback's been good. I mean, I mean, you can get any kind of salads or soup, like soup bowls. I mean, I had this soup bowl that was so good. Steak, noodles, bean sprouts, fresh ginger, green onion, bacon, and a broth. It tasted like Vietnamese pho. And it was so good. You could dip your bread into it. I mean, it was so delicious. It was like five ninety five for a small, six or seven bucks medium, and like ten bucks for a large. But I got the medium size bowl for seven bucks. But they didn't comp my lunch today because they're still trying out people in their place. They'll start comping people tomorrow, however, when they officially open up at eleven a.m. But the food, oh my God! You have a bowl of the soup, you're in heaven. It's so delish. Is that correct? Yes. You're making me hungry again. Don't do that. If you have a place down there, it's Core Life Eatery. I think they're based, I'm trying to find where their headquarters is based out. I think I heard they're either out of New York or Ohio. I want to look on that right now or continue this, okay. but I'll try to find their but, location. But meantime, we got five more questions here talking about real rest, uh, uh, real names of the wrestlers during the 80s here. So let's take care of this here. And uh, <clears throat> All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Gerard, for taking care of the plug, and uh, thank you, gentlemen, for, for continuing great discussions there. Indeed, uh, <clears throat> I will enjoy them. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, question number ten. I don't think I even need to give choices for this one, uh, Gerard. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the name. I think you might know who this is. The real name of the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh. Give me choices. I'm gonna know when you tell me. I, I okay. kind of forgot. Is it Randy Sweeney, Randy Poffo, Randy Coleman, or Randy Hennessy? Uh, if he was an alcoholic, it'd be Randy Hennessy. But no, it's uh, Randy Poffo. Okay, JD. It is definitely Randy Poffo. And also, uh, <clears throat> John. And John also says the same, so definitely Randy Popo. Question number 11. What is the, and this is going to be interesting here, what is the real name of Nikolai Volkov? Is it A, Joseph Prasovic, Prasovic, B, Oleg Brokolov, C, Max Turco, or D, Scott Blaylock? Gerard. I'm going to pass because J.D. better know this one. I definitely <laughs> know this one, and it is Joseph, letter A, however. I can't say it's Russian, but I know it is A for sure. And John? John is also green saying the same thing. All right, question number 12. The real name of the Iron Sheik. Baby. There you go. Is it A, Kosovo Vaziri, B, uh, B, Amir Valdiza, C, Raziri Krosev, or D, Joseph Persevic? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to pass. J.D.? Coso DeVere, however. Uh, <laughs> uh, John. John's saying the same thing, okay? Coso DeVere. All right, question number 13. Hmm. Who's the, what is the real name of Paul Orndorff? Is it A, Paul Sintapani, B, Paul Stravinsky, C, Paul Bork, or D, Paul Orndorff? Gerard? Pass. J.D.? Paul Orndorff. This is his real name. It is Paul Orndorff. His real name is Paul Horndorf. His real name is Paul. <laughs> okay. I think he's on. one of the very few guys that's never changed nothing. Has never changed his name. Wasn't Ted DiBiase another one that didn't? I think t- him and DiBiase are uh, a couple of them. Yeah, two, two of. Uh, I'm not sure how many, but yeah, I think they're the only two. two so far, the, the only two I know that have never changed their name in their career. And John also says the same. All right, question number 14. Who is the real name of Typhoon? Is it David Leacock, Baron Matheson, Fred Ottman, or George Meyer? Gerard. Fred Ottman. J.D.? Fred Ottman, indeed. And John? Another blooper, blooper reel there. We need to actually figure out how we can do that blooper thing. Be fine. Huh. Yeah. Because I think we heard Mr. Ottman was uh, had here some recently some health concerns. Yeah, he's getting better right here. He, he's slowly recovering. I think he had bladder cancer or some type of uh, liver failure or something like that. He had to get a new liver, I heard. But... Uh, uh, I know he did some fi- uh, videos, however, and uh, in fact, in one of the videos, I think he did, however, he did his old uh, Shockmaster voice, however, for the fans are, but uh, they say he's uh, been doing a lot better as of late, last I heard, and uh, that's good to see. Absolutely. Uh, John, did you have an answer for this? Uh, what was the real name of Python? Gerard and J.D. did both answer Fred Ottman. Was he the one that did the Shockmaster thing in WCW? Yes. He was the one that wore the helmet. Uh-huh. I'm the uh, Shockmaster Triple H. And then if you remember, that's when Santino came out, however. So, I love him, the Shockmaster. And, and then Arn Anderson. Yeah, Arn Anderson. Star Trek. And Dusty Rose. And, he's like, and Triple H said, like, it's coming from right over there. And then Triple H points Arn Anderson. Arn grabs like Sorry, Dream. And he runs out, and, and at the point, you can tell Cole and the King are laughing, and Son's laughing off camera off to the side. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. i got to find that thing. That was one of the funniest things on Raw I've ever seen. I, I, I've seen the clip of, of Bestie with uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels when they did that. That was because they were hyping up the rise and fall of WCW, the DVD, if you remember, too. They were, they were watching that, and they were promoting the DX DVD, and... Uh, the Dusty DVD and the yep. <laughs> the rods, yeah. And the final one here, guys. 
What was the real name of Sergeant Slaughter? Was it Alfred McGall, Rick Howard, Bruce Lohr, or Robert Remus Gerard? Pass. JD? Sergeant Slaughter was Robert Remus. And John? And John's also saying Robert Raymond. So, okay, let's go through these and see how we did. Fifteen questions here. I believe I said the average was what? Uh, six, five or six, I think. Like I said six, I think. Okay. Uh, question number one, Adrian Adonis. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure, Gerard, you probably knew, you probably, I don't know if you knew the real name of Adrian Adonis. Not off by hand. Okay, but it was it was it was your work correct, J, uh, J D and John. It was Keith Frank. Of course, rest in peace, Adrian Adonis. It's it'll be run. next week, however. Uh, actually, it'll be twenty nine years ago next Tuesday. That we lost him on the fourth of July. He's only thirty four, and that's a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't care what people say. I mean, he was a great teammate of Dick Murdoch. The North South connection was great. He was a good teammate of Ventura's. I mean, yes, his lifestyle was a little out there in the last few years, and he was managed, of course, by Paulie in the AWA. But uh, this is a guy, however, in the early 80s, how I had a lot of unique managers. I mean, I think Captain Lou was his manager when he got to the WWE. as well. So he should be in the Hall of Fame, I think, at some point. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Hart should probably – Jimmy Hart should possibly be in Dustin because he was also one of his managers. Yes, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, or Jesse Ventura, like you said. Well, Jesse oh, yeah, Ventura. Definitely. Jesse would be. One, one of those two guys, all the inductions, they put him in the Hall of Fame. And if they, and if they need a team, however, like I said, I mean, you put both of them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, you could put Jimmy Hart as the inductor, however, or if it's him and Dick Murdoch, however, you could have uh, someone, however, that was close to both of them, you know? Indeed. I agree. I do agree. Question number two, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yes, it was, in fact, John Wininski, Jr., um, question number three, I think this is when, of course, uh, Gerard was coming on. Uh, Tito Santana, uh, J.D., you said Merced, Salid, and John said Jose Perez, and we went with John, John's answer. J.D. was right. It was Merced Salad, or Merced Liquid, or Merced Gas. I don't know. <laughs> you got it, though. You get the thing like solid liquid gas. I was making a joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't being I wasn't being disrespectful. I was being funny. He's he's uh, also a teacher now. I hear. He's been a teacher for a while, had a long time in New Jersey. Yeah, because he did peace on him. I mean, obviously Spanish teacher. So. Uh, question number four, Jimmy Snuka. I think everyone here answered James Anoya for yeah. for, for him. Well, believe it or not, the answer was James Reicher, R E I H E R. I hadn't. I did not. I did not know about that either. I don't think I noticed that. No, wait a minute. I, the last time I heard something about that was didn't we do a profile on him, Gerard, on Snooker? Yes, we did. I think I saw that there. I think I saw that name there. Okay, that threw me off. I'm sorry, there, guys. That threw me off. I would have thought it would have been like what y'all said. I have a question number five, Honky Tonk Man. Yes, indeed, it was Roy Wayne Ferris. <coughs> no, not that. Excuse me. Question number six, Jaden Snake Roberts. 
was, of course, uh, Aurelian Smith Jr. And the person that did these questions was saying, how do you even pronounce that name? <laughs> and well, we just did it now, didn't we? You watch the Jake Roberts DVD, you would probably know that. And I have to take the Saints DVD. And so do I. Great DVD. Yes. Great DVD. Question number seven. Uh, Jesse Ventura, of course, his real name was, in fact, James Janos. Yes. Number eight, Junkyard Dog, was, in fact, Sylvester Ritter. Big Daddy Ritter, Lee. That's right. Oh, Big Daddy Ritter, too. I think it was called that, too, for a while. Mr. Fuji, of course, was head, was Harry Fujiwara. Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was, in fact, Randy Poffo. Um, of course, we all knew his brother was the genius, Lanny Poffo, as well. He goes around sometimes wearing Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring. Uh-huh. Yeah. And actually lets people wear it, from what I heard. Yeah, he, I heard that, too. Someone did an interview with Lanny, and he was wearing it. He was sitting I think at a bar. It was Sean Oliver. I think it was Sean Oliver of uh, either Keith... Uh, you shoot when he did it on youshoot.com or uh, kayfabe commentaries. However, after Randy passed away, this was one. This was an average one. I don't know if it was. I don't know if this person was connected with anybody, but this person got somehow got an interview with Lanny Poffo, and he was sitting at a bar eating a cup of fruit, huh. and and he was wearing Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring, wearing a T-shirt that said Macho Man, and. This was this was actually he commented on the fact during the time that the, they were they were accusing Hogan of being a racist. Oh yeah, Someone, he, you know Scott Steiner's made some comments about Hogan recently about the about being a racist. Lanny Poffo is on his side and said that and then said he he has offered uh, offered uh, Hogan his support. He knows he is not in fact a racist at all. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't think. I don't think Hogan was a racist. I think uh, yeah. what happens is, uh, you know, everybody gets mad. Everybody, and I'll have to admit that I do it. I get mad and I say stupid stuff, right? That's what Hogan did. He got mad and uh, he said something stupid. Someone recorded him. I don't think he's a racist at all. Um, you know, yeah. he worked with Zeus, uh, all those matches. So I don't think he was a racist. Uh, he got mad and he said stuff he should never said. We all do it. Uh, I can talk. I can speak for everybody. Everybody does it. I know they do. You get upset. You get angry, and you say stuff that you shouldn't, but you do. Yeah. Um, that's what Hogan did, and he's regretting it now. So, and he owns it. He. You know, mm-hmm. and you remember he came on Good Morning America national television. He was sitting there crying about the thing. Yeah, he, yeah, cried, on he, the, he cried on the view, cried on a lot of the talk shows. Yeah, because yeah. he 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 knew he did wrong, and it was mad, and it oh excuse me, it should never been taped. It, it like what I say on my own time. And if I say some stupid shit, which I always do when I get upset, no one should tape that and air it. Like, that's me. And I, I'm a hothead. I'm Irish. Uh, you know, I say a lot of mean stuff. I don't really mean it. I'm a nice guy. Everybody knows that. But we all get hot under the collar, and we, we all say stupid shit. And uh, 
Yep. You know, do we own it? If if we have to, we will. Uh, like if we say it to somebody, you know, that we care about or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna own it. You're gonna say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I was an asshole." But uh, you know, and Hogan did that. Hogan said, <clears throat> like he, like JD said, he cried. And I I watched one of them. I think the Good Morning America one, where you know he yeah, was so pouring his heart out. He's like, he's like, you know, I did wrong. I I said some stuff I shouldn't have. Ah, everybody has whatever. I don't know. Just because he's a celebrity, they made a big deal about it. But uh, you know, uh, I and I think uh, like there's a lot of rumors that he's going to be back for WrestleMania 34, and I I think they should. I think they should bring him back, and uh, it should be blown over by them. But I think a lot of people just went to town on it because, oh, he said, you know, the N-word or whatever. But, uh, you know, this this day and age, you know, we had we just had a, that that crazy whacked-out baller guy said the N-word three or four times on live air. So, uh, you know, Hogan might be, you know, who, who's, like, Hogan's not the bad guy now. This baller guy is they can move on. And that's what society is, and it's it's sad. But if something happens to somebody, they stick to it until something else happens to somebody else, and they move on. They go, oh, my gosh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are split up. And then you wait till the next, the next story comes on, and you move on from that, and you're not upset or, you know, whatever. You move on to the next story, so... You know, and there's a lot of shit that happened in wrestling since the Hogan thing. So, you know, I think I think they moved on from Hogan, and if they put him on air, I don't think people would be too upset. Like, you know, a lot of people worship Hogan, like me and Chad, and you know, there's a lot of other people that you know grew up with Hogan, and I got started. Hogan was the guy that got me hooked to wrestling when I was eight years old. So. I'm always a Hogan fan, so I, you know, I knew, I heard what he did, and he owned it, though. So if he just said, well, well, he can't say he didn't say it. He did say it, so, but he owned it, and he, he took it, and he ate it up. So if you're going to say something on, on a TV show or a, a live audio, and you don't take it, then... You said it. You hear yourself. You gotta say, yeah, yeah, I did it. I'm an asshole. Or whatever, and you get over it. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and the finishes, the finishes, <laughs> and the finishes off here. Uh, Nikolai Volkov's real name is in fact Joseph Prasubic. The Iron Sheik's real name is, in fact, Kosovo Vaziri. Uh, Paul Orndorff, of course, like I said, as J.D. did mention, one of those rare occurrences where he wrestled never changed his name. Of course, his, name, his real name is Paul Orndorff. Uh, Typhoon's real name is Fred Ottman, and Sergeant Slaughter's real name was, of course, is, of course, Robert Remus. At, uh, uh, you said Remus. Average score seven, seven out of 15. <laughs> I believe it or not, you did 13 out of 15 right, for a difficult category. That was great. 
That was indeed. That was awesome. Uh, <clears throat> okay, then here we here we go here, Jor. We're going to show you this. Uh, we're going to tell you about this. <laughs> I want to read what like, was on the the wrestling history wire tonight, um, and I'll uh, pull up. Then we'll pull. I said this. This believe it or not has a this this particular. Thing we're going to talk about, that we're going to mention to you also has a, it's on Wikipedia page, which it has a lot of unique uh, uh, unique things about it. I think JD would agree that's the best term I can say for this. Uh, let me find this right here. Give me one. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, Gerard, here we go. Back in 2000, on this date, in Tokyo, Japan, at Atsuo Sawada, otherwise known as Poison Sawada Black, that was, I guess, a wrestling name, creates the DDT Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship. He names himself the very first champion. Okay. Now, here we go. Here's some more, more interesting parts about this, Gerard. Presented as a comedy title, the DDT Ironman Heavy Metal Weight title is contested like the WWF Hardcore title when it enacted the 24-7 rule, meaning the title is on the line at all times as long as there is an official present. The title is most often contested in 10-minute battle royals, similar to the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2000, where anyone who gets a pin or submission on the champion wins the belt. Now here's the here's starts where it starts to get real interesting here, Gerard. What makes the championship unique is that any one or any thing can win the title. And it doesn't have to be won via pin or submission. And here are some examples of this. You will find this first part very funny. The title has changed hands via rock, paper, scissors, via an auction in exchange for an autograph, in a magic trick, even in a dream. Okay? Now, I don't know what you what you think about that part of it, but it gets more interesting. Uh, well, wait. That's, that's whack, but uh, okay, yeah. go on. Okay. <laughs> then I agree. Now, that, that part, I do, that, I do agree. It's going to get even more weird, weirder, Gerard. Listen very closely. Shinobu and Yuko Miyamoto have the most title reigns, and listen to this number very carefully, Gerard, you're just going to flip your lid, have the most title reigns with 299 each. Wait, what? 299. 299 each. The most... The two traded the title back and forth often throughout 2006. So this had to be the majority of the year they traded out this belt between these two so people. That would be like 600 matches. Exactly, yeah. We say almost 600 matches combined. Yeah, for both, yeah. The quotation marks modern record belongs to Joey Ryan, who held the title 42 times. 
More, most recently, I do believe this was this year on June the 3rd. Ryan, believe it or not, is the first American to win this title. Now, Gerard, if you thought that was interesting, this one right here is, and J.D., you would agree, this is going to take the cake right here. Yep. And I remember when I said that anyone or anything can win the belt, Gerard? This is going to prove yeah. it right here. Listen very, very closely. The champions of this belt during its 17-year history include the following. A female newscaster, a model, a monkey, <laughs> a, do- a dachshund, as in the dog, two stuffed dolls, a baseball bat, three, three, three different ladders, a wrestling poster, a steel chair, two inflatable love dolls, a ring truck, which is, that's what I guess what I used to bring the ring into the arena, I guess. A bus, a trash bin, two invisible wrestlers, three elementary, <laughs> three elementary school girls, a three-year-old, two tag teams, and you're not believe which tag teams they are, George. The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. And the Young Bucks, ooh, what have held this belt? Yes, my my boys. Yes, the entire audience of Beyond Wrestling's American Rana 16 event. These next two are going to blow your mind, Gerard. Vince McMahon star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, <laughs> and on April 29, 2014, Gerard. The belt itself was the champion. <laughs> the belt Wait, what? What? What promotion is this? It's in Japan. It's DDT something. I'm not sure. Oh. It's, in it's in Japan. Yeah. And believe it or not, Gerard, that last fact, according to the Wikipedia page, the one about us, and when the belt won it, when the belt itself was the champion, that was the one thousandth time the belt has changed hands. Wow. Was one the um, Yeah. I'd <laughs> like I'd like I'd I'd like to meet these guys that are writing this show. Uh they might be some fun guys because they're on some good stuff. I want to post the Wikipedia page on the Wiki Files page we, on the Wiki Files page, Gerard, so you can read all about this thing. As of this writing, the champion is Laura James who won the title, believe it or not, last Saturday at a Wrestle Circus event in Austin, Texas. Does <laughs> the belt is still in existence? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, that's scary. Uh, With Gerard, go on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, there's a picture of what the belt looks like. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm going to have to... That, that just seems really weird to me, but... Uh, uh, well, yeah. let me tell you something else here that... That according, this is according to the Wikipedia page um, um, that we have here. And you'll find this quite interesting. Um, I say counting the people and the objects that have held this belt. As of January of this year, 
and I have the whole list on the Wikipedia page, Gerard, there has been 1,264, uh, so actually since the belt was in existence, 1,264 different uh, times the belt has changed hands. Uh, that's, first of all, that's horrible. Um, what are these, what are these people holding it for, like, 10 seconds? Here, I got the belt. You want to hold it? Yeah. Here, you take it. Like, lot of, lot of for less than, less than a day. I mean, I mean, uh, the biggest one, and I'm scrolling through all of this, of course, I, of course, no, it's too big of a list just to talk about on the show. It'll take the whole show just to read off the whole list. Uh, oh, I, I was going to tell you something about Hulk Hogan uh, real quick, though. I just did see some comments that Scott Steiner did say today about the Hulks. You're going to love the comments he said. On his past incident with Hulk Hogan's wife that led him to being banned from the 2015 Hall of Fame ceremony, Steiner, of course, took part in a media conference call to promote anniversary. He said, well, I had to get a, you know, I had my lawyer call the police department because he tried to get me arrested for assault. You know, threaten his life. I mean, you know, that's a serious, that's carries 15 to 20 years. And, of course, W takes the word of a racist, you know, and puts my picture all over the entrance like I want to go there. You know, so nothing ever came with it, said Steiner. Other than the fact, you know, Hogan shows what a coward he really is. Lucky it happened in an airport where he had, had all the cameras, so, you know, it was easy to prove my innocence. Now, if he thinks Hogan can redeem himself, this is what he said. You're going to love what he said here. I don't know, man. The guy you have the tapes, he's racist. You know what you've got what you've got to go watch is go watch is go Google it is when he was on the stand with a stupid ass bandana. What kangaroo court allowed a guy to testify with a bandana on, but then he talks about the size of his penis. It's hilarious. I mean I don't have to say it, but he's humiliating himself. I don't care anything about Hulk Hogan. He's a piece of garbage. Mm. I agree. By the way, I got, wait, I gotta, I gotta, I have to comment on this. Uh, like, you know, I'm a big Hogan fan. I'm a big Scott Steiner fan, and I think it's, it's kind of funny when uh, Scott Steiner goes off on a rant and yes. he says all this crazy shit. Uh, like Hogan put himself out there, so like if if you do anything bad, you're all over the internet. Uh, TV, you're pretty well screwed. So if you're a celebrity or you're a wrestler, do not fuck up. That's all I gotta say. But listen. But then, but then on the other hand, publicity's publicity. Good, bad, the ugly doesn't matter. You're out there. Hey, look at this guy. He's streaked naked or whatever. It's it's all over the news, and you know. That's what they said. Doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or the ugly. Publicity, publicity. You're out there. You're out there. Look at that ball guy. He's an asshole, and he's all over the place now. Yep. Oh, Chad stepped away. I guess. Yeah. Oh, my rant's over, I guess, but you know what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you're 100% right. I agree. Well, like, bring Hogan back. Like, I don't know. It's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't think the fans will 
the like, and I talked about this the other night on debate. Yep. The fans are so testy, like, oh, we hate that guy. We never want to see this guy again. Yep. And then just blow it over, and they'll hate somebody else, and you exactly. can bring this guy back. You can bring Hogan back. Yeah, you can. Like, all the all the people that hated him, they probably lo- love him again. Yeah. Like I said, I never, I never hated the guy. No. He did wrong. And he, and he ate it, and he he said on all the talk shows that he did wrong. So. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's trying to lie. Let him, let him be. Let him, let him be Hawk Hogan. Yeah, let him come back as. Once again, and uh, be loved like he has been. I was reading through this quick list here, guys, for we call it a night of, of, the, of the people and things that have held this belt. Uh, <laughs> one thing you're going to, one thing first off, that uh, title holder number 100 of this belt was a ladder who held it for, believe it or not, 17 days. <laughs> Wait, yeah, okay. <laughs> You bring me you bring me to a a really good question. So, <laughs> um, are these guys on dope or what? <laughs> because, okay, so a ladder has the belt. So what, you're gonna fight the ladder and then the ladder pins you like. Oh well, my God. I'd like to be there when this these matches happen. Well, believe it or not, uh, this was back in October of 2013, uh, 2003, excuse me, when this happened. This happened a while back. But the title was vacated after, of course, the, in the explanation here on the Wikipedia page, I'm going to post this. I, I want everyone to read this and, and get some good comments out of it. After the latter is, in quotation marks, encouraged by the DDT president to forfeit the title. Huh. <laughs> I talked to a ladder. Hey, ladder. I think you should Yeah, but the ladder, you're going to go over on me tonight. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Listen, and, um, you're going to be also, over, ladder. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I even read read on here. Um, oh, gosh, where where was it? I, just looking on here that back in 04, a taxi driver in Japan held the belt for less than a day. Uh, uh, um. And also, I've even seen here, less than a day, the chief chef of the Yakiyama Springs Inn pins someone in a party room to win the belt. In a what room? A party room. Oh, this, this is in Japan. That's this great. Is, this, this, That's this is in funny. Japan. Yeah. And you and said something see. about Yakitori earlier, I remember, too. Oh, oh yes. Yes, some of the objects, Gerard, that that has won this belt. I even said, though, that the guys, like, I remember I mentioned the addiction and also the Young Bucks held this belt at the same time. Drew Gulak held it for less than a day in California last year. Says right here. Brian Kendrick held it less than a day last year. Oh, someone dressed as (laughs) 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 Spider-Man. One in San Diego. Uh, Candice LeRae. Um, oh, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae is uh, Johnny Wrestling's wife, and she's from Canada, so it's all right with me. And it says right here, pinned Joey Ryan in a dream. 
So there is the location where this happened inside Joey Ryan's head. <laughs> well, I was laying, laying, laying in bed at night, and I realized, just, damn, I just woke up. Wait a minute. I have no power. Oh, happened to me? You know what? I I I gotta I gotta admit this right now. Joey Ryan is an underrated wrestler. He's so good. If you ever watched him on uh, TNA or uh, Lucha Underground, he is really a good wrestler. And they even said, "Oh, listen, to some guy even listen to this." Chris Masters has held it less than a day. Tommy Dreamer held it less than a day. Uh, let me see who else here. Um, um, who the hell is booking this shit? Vince Russo know. or what? Must it be him Johnny or Ferrari. <laughs> Johnny Gagano held it for one day. Zack Sabre Jr. held it for one day. Santino Barella held it for less than a day. Oh, my uh, God. MVP and, um, who did I say, X-Pac? You said X-Pac, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they even held it. Uh, uh, yeah, right here. Last last August, they both held it at an event at the same on the same day in San Francisco here. Like I said, um... Marty Scroll held it. Rocky Romero held Ooh. it. Um, um, like I said before, Vince McMahon's Hollywood Walk of Fame store. Joy Ryan taps the star on the sidewalk. That's how that happens. Uh, uh, Laura James, like I said, this Laura James keeps popping up here. Uh, okay, the Yaki, what did I say, Yaki Tori? Yaki Tori. Yes, you did. Yeah, this thing held it for less than a day. In last year in Japan, uh, a camera crane held it for less than a day. Uh, I don't know who in the world he's coming up with this. Uh, Matt Stryker held it for less than a day. Swoggle, horse swoggle, he held it. The oh sand for less than a day. Uh, a trash man held it. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Joey, uh, Tommy Dreamer held it again. Um, oh, that's, oh, this is funny. Mike from the front row held it in New Jersey early, early uh, back in May of this year. Uh, um, and like I said, the last time they did for, for like I said, just actually just five days ago, Laura James won this belt and has held it for five days. Five, has held it now for five days. That'll change. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, Who's next? What, 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 what got me, though, was... <laughs> was the love dolls. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I'm going to post this on, I, I'm serious, on the um, Wikifiles page. I want everyone to read this. This is hilarious. I, I just can't believe this. And how this belt is still around now, that's just unbelievable. On that note here, guys, um, on, uh, like I said, the, uh, and uh, John's already left. He's going to talk to everyone later. Uh, he will be uh, he will be here back on tomorrow. And of course, also uh, we all know we all know, of course, with the Iceman here, he's J- John wanted me to pass along to J- you, JD, to stay strong. So I'm uh, trying to, John. Thank you. And he's okay. On that note, there we thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to episode number 105 of Wolfpack. A very very unique uh, 105 of Wolfpack here tonight. And, uh, and uh, <clears throat> oh, by one quick thing here, Gerard, I will mention one of the things on this page, and you'll get the you'll get you'll see this when you read the page. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now because you're going to have a 
you're going to have a uh, a fit over this. Even a pint of beer has been the champion. <laughs> you want ice? Yeah. That's awesome. Pint of beer. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, when I saw, when we saw this, I said, "Hardly the 17 years this belt is still going on now, being defended by everywhere it seems." Who knows? It could pop up around here at any time. You never know. I'll just have to wait and see. We thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 105 of the NWO Wolfpack. Uh, of course, we'll be back on now. Tomorrow will be a very unique uh, Friday was because, of course, due to the uh, we had to preempt Outside the Ropes Wednesday night. We will have a special edition of Outside the Ropes tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Join me and the Iceman as uh, we, of course, talk about the latest pop culture uh, news and also put J.D. in the hot seat once again for the movie trivia challenge. Also, of course, uh, that call ID 141-387-POUND, and then, of course, Revolution 138055-POUND, the latest wrestling news and views, the latest history and birthdays, and, of course, you never know, we may have some more fun here. Uh, heck, we, heck, we might even uh, think of some other things that we can use to uh, pick as the next DDT Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. You never know around here, so... I thank everyone for popping on here tonight, there, gentlemen. And, of course, our live video feature tonight coming from, of course, a group started by our main man right here, TNWO, Gerard T. Smith, Top Heel. We do thank the, we do thank Gerard and the folks at Top Heel for allowing us to post their video there tonight for episode number 105 of Wolfpack. Uh, of course, be sure to visit Top Heel, facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash capital T, lowercase O-P, capital H, lowercase E-E-L, if you want to come visit the group, join the group, and see what all is about, there's a bunch of great stuff in there. First post, most of it posted by our main man right here. So definitely check it out here today. Uh, speaking of King and W, my man, let's go ahead and let's uh, end Wolfpack on a high note tonight. Uh, GTS, let's head for home, my man. Alrighty then. This has been another episodic, epic episode of WCW Wolfpack Radio. The players in the game are as the following. We have the Eric Bischoff, Chad the Boss Hinshaw. We have the Hollywood Hawk Hogan J.D. the Iceman. We have the Randy Savage. John, the Human Suplex Machine. And last but not least, we got the Scott Hall. Hey, yo. Chico, King NWO GTS. Y'all have a great night. Y'all have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in the ring. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.